Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldo Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley, who's out sick once again, but uh, he might be back next week. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Is there another reminder to renew your plates today? Visit harvardwestern.com and buy Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. On today's show, we're going to talk about a SaskTel initiative that uh, is partnering with Olds College to help advance agriculture technology across the country. We're also going to be talking with someone from the Farming for Health Project down in Yorkton. They just finished up their year and they raised a substantial amount of money for hospitals down in that region. We're also going to have plenty of ag news from across the country and into the United States. Also going to have the farm weather, market update, and resource report all in their usual spots. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today starts right now. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldus Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley today. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain. Your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection and brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They make your water well wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Olds College Agriculture and Technology and SASTEL have signed a memorial of understanding that will see the two organizations come together to work on solving some of the largest challenges currently facing technology in agriculture. SASTEL's Director of IoT and Digital Transformation, Mike Stefanik, explains their decision to partner with Olds College. Yeah, so SASTEL has uh, created an innovation program, and one of the key focus areas is agriculture. Um, I had the opportunity to present at an ag tech conference in Calgary in the spring, and that's where I met some of the higher ups at Olds College, we got to talking about their programming and our innovation program and we really found there was a lot of philosophical alignment in terms of how we approach things. And they mentioned that they had acquired this land in Saskatchewan and were looking for a partner to help them expand their smart farm operation here. So given that we have done some partnership work with the University of Saskatchewan and their Livestock and Forage Centre of Excellence, we thought this was a natural fit and we're really excited to work with them. I got to tour their facility and saw how world class they actually are and how lucky we are in Canada to have uh, a facility and a smart farm like Olds College. And what would you say is the goal of the partnership? So we think the role for SaskTel in helping with greater ag tech adoption is to play the role of enabler. So obviously we have networks and the ability to do creative things with networks in rural Saskatchewan and we're looking at a variety of alternative models 
um, and, and networking technologies that we can do to enable ag tech. But we also have an ecosystem of local partners that we're working with, local ag tech partners. And that was a big feature as well that Olds wanted uh, Saftel a part of is to have a lot of local ag tech featured at this smart farm. So the ability to not only showcase the local ag tech talent, but provide infrastructure that enables them to scale and actually have producers adopt this ag tech in an affordable and cost-effective way so it actually improves their bottom lines. That's our interest in this. And the partnership is set to address many different agriculture technology challenges. But what about rural connectivity? Because that is a big issue that not only Sastellas face, but people here in rural Saskatchewan face on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. So there's a couple things we're going to look at. One is with respect to sensor networks. There's a lot of sensors that goes into ag tech and and improving agribusiness practices. So we're going to look to deploy some alternative wireless technologies, something called LoRaWAN. We already have some deployed in the province, but we think this is a perfect spot to further showcase and and highlight how this can be a cost-effective way to connect various ag tech sensors. And the other thing, yeah, from the broadband perspective, there's some interesting things we're going to explore around 5G as we roll that out and see how we can leverage 5G to improve connectivity for producers. And is this the first time that SASTEL has done a partnership like this with somebody outside of the province? So this would be the first one with an entity outside of Saskatchewan, and the reason we're doing it is because of the the presence here in Saskatchewan. But we're firmly of the view that it takes uh, an ecosystem and it takes a lot of partnerships to make all of these wonderful things happen. And we take a you know somewhat of a Western Canadian perspective. You know, we, a lot of similarities, a lot of opportunities to work together. And given that they're in Alberta, it's still pretty close to home. And so yeah, this is the first time with an entity like that outside of Saskatchewan in terms of an agricultural partnership and uh, we look forward to uh, to additional ones. And what do you feel is the role that SASTEL is going to play, wants to play in ag technology and agriculture in general? Yeah, so when we talk about what's needed to enable ag tech, we talk about uh, what we call our DNA framework and so that stands for devices network and application and analytics and you need all three of those components working together so the devices are there to collect data the networks are there to move the data and then the application analytics are what present the data to producers and hopefully in a meaningful way that allows them to make better decisions that improve you know productivity improve profitability that sort of thing there so our, our vision to help enable ag tech is to play in that entire DNA framework and working with a lot of local partners that are doing things on the device side. Obviously, we can provide the networking to allow those devices to scale. And then on the analytics and application side, we have local data centers here. And we really want to work actively to ensure that the data that's created on the farm stays local, it addresses privacy concerns, and that the producer ultimately owns that data. So we think by combining those things, there's really an important role we can play as a catalyst to help ag tech take off in Saskatchewan. And what are going to be some of the themes of the partnership? Um, I think what the partnership will focus on in terms of themes is really exciting. Um, we've had our kickoff meeting with Olds, and uh, when you talk to, to Todd at Olds, I'm sure he'll mention the same things, but the themes that will be initially focused on, and these, and these will probably evolve over time, but one is around carbon management. We're seeing greater 
um, focus on that. And so, you know, ag tech that can help with carbon management will be one theme. We know there is a challenge with labor shortage for producers. And so anything to help with labor management and maybe automating so that, uh, you know, producers can be a little bit more productive given the labor shortage is another focus. And then the third theme is as ag tech gets adopted, we need to make people more comfortable using it and understanding how it works and setting it up and, and managing it. So there will be a little bit of a training component as well. So those are the three themes that we'll be focusing on. That was Mike Stefanik, the director of ILT in Digital Transformation. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Covering for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gribner. Welcome back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca and Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms and feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The Health Foundation of East Central Saskatchewan's Farming for Health project was a huge success again this year. Farming for Health Committee co-chair Larry Hillworth says the funds will be used to purchase equipment for hospitals in the area. We were pleased to announce uh, the proceeds of the Farming for Health project by the ag community for, this, for the Yorkton area. And uh, the results are in and we're pleased to present to the Health Foundation today a check for $395,000. So it's our best year ever in farming, uh, this project, and we just want to thank everybody that's been involved in this process from, from day one, including the City of Yorkton that donates the land from, for us and LDC and Agritactics Agron and, and the dealers in town that helped to support this cause. And, and it just takes so many people to put this project together. And I'd be remiss in, in, in not mentioning them all, but like, I, you know, we're just in the interest of time, I won't do that. But um, just a tremendous cause. This is our 10th year. And we are pleased to also report that and announce that we've achieved the $2 million plateau. So we, uh, the ag community, business community that forms this project, um, is uh, over the 10 years has, has raised net $2 million. Hillworth says they've now doubled their original funding goal. Our original goal was a million dollars within the first five years, and we achieved that in the first four or so. And uh, the, the original intent was to raise money for a hospital. And uh, we, we understand that that's still coming, even though a little bit tardy and delay. But um, the million dollars we've got set aside for a new hospital, and it's in the Health Foundation. And the committee at the time, in the fifth or sixth year, decided, well, maybe we could use our money to have, uh, to use it for some benefit for things that are more tangible uh, right away. And so we've, uh, in the last four years, have bought equipment with that money that, that's much needed in the health district. And we'll do that again this year. Even after 10 years, Hillworth believes there's still a passion for the Farming for Health project. If you can harness the enthusiasm and the commitment of the entire community to bring this together and for the benefit of, of health, which each one of us are going to have some need of or currently do have a need, you know, you bring everybody together and it's the spirit of cooperation and, and equipment dealers come together as a competitors and they come here trying to put this project on for the betterment of everybody. And when you've got one equipment dealer providing equipment and another equipment dealer running that piece of equipment, does that, doesn't that speak to the sense of community? And, you know, York and where good things happen is the motto and this is truly recognizing that. 
As for the future of the project, Hillworth says that he'll be stepping down as the co-chair. We are stepping back as co-chair. Myself and the existing co-chair, Al Mitchell, is going to turn it over to uh, his uh, successor, Wade McNeil, and, and mine is Daryl Flunder from LDC, who's been with this project from the from day one. And I think that's probably best answered by them as to where they see, we call it 2.0, is going to go for the next 10 years. Al and I are going to stay involved as much as we can, but uh, it's time for some new blood and to see how these guys can take this project into the next uh, and, and maybe double what we've raised. Hillworth thanked the community for all their support over the past 10 years. Thanks to everybody in the community that's really put this thing together. And it's so nice when, when we have a, a harvest and, uh, you know, you phone a restaurant and say, hey, would you guys mind helping out and, and bring some meals out to the, to the workers? And, and I've never had anybody say no to any of their questions we've ever asked. So, so when you can co-chair a, a committee and a group and a community initiative such as that, when you've got such willing and, and supportive participants and people, it's just gratifying. That was Larry Hillworth, the co-chair of the Farming for Health Committee for the Health Foundation of East Central Saskatchewan. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Let's talk cattle markets. We're joined right now by Ann Wasco with the Gateway Livestock Exchange for this week's beef market update. And welcome to the show. Hi, Sean. Okay, Ann, uh, let's get a bit of a pricing review here. Uh, what, what are we seeing when we look at the Canadian market versus the U.S.? It seems there's maybe a little bit of difference here in the past week. Yeah, frustrating, Sean. Um, this, the, the Canadian market, the Western Canadian market in specific, is just out of sync with this U.S. market again. Um, we've talked about it way too much in 2022. I had hoped we wouldn't be still talking about it here in October, but... Um, for example, this week, what's happened, Sean, is the U.S. fed cattle market, the buck higher. So in the south, 145. Um, north, like Nebraska regions, 146 to 148 and a half live or 232 dress. So those prices are all higher than a week ago. Meanwhile, the uh, local market in Western Canada steadied at $2 lower dress. So that was not a pilot trade, but the trade that did happen from 298 to $3 dress. That means that live equivalent price that we watch uh, will probably lose about a buck and will average under 180 this week. So put all that together and that basis, that relationship between Canada and the U.S. Um, is going to see our spot basis slip to about $22 a hundred under the U.S. market. Very frustrating. Okay. What, what needs to happen to change that? <clears throat> like what, give us the why behind the, that basis being so bloody weak. Well, I, I I see the front end supply here in Western Canada still behind. <clears throat> we haven't been able to get current, um, and that shows up uh, in a couple of places. For example, on carcass weights, <clears throat> steer weights two weeks ago in Canada were 958 pounds. That's 22 pounds heavier than a year ago. Whereas if you look at the steer weights for that same time frame, they're a buck. Oh, sorry, a pound heavier 
than a year ago. So I think that's the problem. The U.S. is getting into some tighter supplies faster than we are, um, as expected, and as not expected in Western Canada, it's just taking longer. And you can see that also in listing times. If you sell cattle this week, you're looking, you know, deep into November before you've got a kill date. So all those things are weighing on the, the local market, and we just can't get out from underneath that uh, that uh, cloud. Okay. Now, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. What, from a packer standpoint, are they killing to full capacity in in Canada to deal with that 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 cloud of supply as as you as you uh, described it? Well, of course, this week was a holiday week with Thanksgiving here in Canada, so a short kill week right off the bat. Now, I do understand that most are going to work this Saturday here in Canada to try to make up for that. But, you know, we have seen the week over week fed cattle slaughter levels drooping here um, in the third quarter, uh, whereas in the U.S. that hasn't been the case. So, yeah, that that still is an issue. But that will go back to, obviously, Canadian packers not getting as much beef moved. And if if we can just delay that, that comment, we finish the talk later in this discussion today about beef exports. I think you'll see the two come together. Yeah. Before we get there, let's talk about what's happening in the feeder cattle market uh, and prices. We were off to a bit of a booming start. What's the update? Well, same thing there. And, and also fed cattle and feeder cattle, you see what's happened with the Canadian dollar in the recent weeks and days and, you know, sub 73 cents today. Um, you'd think that that would be highly supportive to Canadian uh, fed cattle or feeder cattle prices, but these other factors are kind of outweighing uh, that impact. So, you know, the feeder cattle and calf market lost some steam this week, and and one of the key reasons being barley prices moving up faster than that lower Canadian dollar uh, can offset. So, And we're also hearing stories today, and you usually get these deeper into the calf run, but um, uh, limited trucking availability, especially depending on where you're at, and, and so the calf market We'll see what Canpax average looks like today, but I'd suggest five to ten bucks lower than last week's prices. So that's um, coming off of some pretty good levels a couple of weeks ago. Yes. But again, looking at looking at that barley market, Sean, you know what was it August when we saw prices get down to three sixty basis Lethbridge, and now we're back to four forty. A big move. This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agro weather forecast on the source six twenty CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866 and Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today there's a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 11. Tonight mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers late this evening and overnight with a low of plus four. Tomorrow it's mainly cloudy, clearing up in the afternoon. The wind's going to be gusting to 60 with a high of nine, and tomorrow night's going to be clear with a low of minus five. On Sunday, a mix of sun and clouds, a high of six and a low of minus two. Monday, a high of 14 with a low of minus one. And on Tuesday, it's sunny with a high of 16 and a low of plus two. 
The normal high for today is 11 degrees, and the normal low for today is minus 3. Sunrise was at 719 this morning, and sunset is scheduled for 610 tonight. Around the province at this hour, in Estevan at 6 degrees, Yorkton 5 degrees, Smith Current coming in at a whopping 13 degrees, Moose Jaw 8 degrees, Weyburn 7 degrees, and in Regina, it's 6 degrees. We'll be back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gribner. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougalAuctions.com, and brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution, fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. U.S. wheat futures rebounded yesterday after two days of declines on concerns that a Black Sea export corridor deal may not be renewed next month, which could again disrupt grain shipments from Ukraine. Corn and soybeans paired earlier losses on spillover support from wheat and follow-through buying after the U.S. Department of Agriculture lowered its U.S. harvest outlook for both crops the previous day. A weaker dollar, which makes U.S. shipments more attractive to importers holding onto current sheets, offered additional support to grains. Wheat surged on the news that Russia delivered a list of concerns about its Black Sea export corridor deal to the United Nations and is prepared to reject renewal of the deal next month. The UN brokered deal had opened a safer pass for grain shipments from major exporter Ukraine. Exporters that had been blocked following following Russian President Vladimir Putin's order to invade its neighbor in late February. This is the Putin effect, said Don Ross, the president of U.S. Commodities. He also noted that it looks like it's not going to be easy to keep up that corridor open. In its monthly supply and demand report on Wednesday, the USDA said U.S. corn and soybean crops would be smaller than previously forecasted, raising concerns about tight global inventories. But the agency also trimmed its demand outlook, most notably for exports, which will likely face stiff competition from South American crop shipments. The government also cut its outlook for the domestic stockpile of wheat to the lowest in 15 years. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. City- in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gribner. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Dagelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. And we had news about their partnership with Sastel earlier in the show, but Olds College of Agriculture and Technology is also launching a new agriculture communication certificate. Debbie Thompson, the VP of Academic and Student Experience, says they're very excited to offer the first communications program in the country that is focused on supporting the agriculture and agri-food industry. She said that the students will learn both the fundamentals of marketing and communications, along with other specific things in agriculture advocacy. 
The one-year program will be available online and will focus on writing, videography, photography, marketing, and audio production. It will also focus on strategic planning for social media, public relations, and crisis communications. Students will complete a 14-week internship with the agriculture and agri-food industry. The instructor and communications of the Workland School of Agriculture Beatrand Bickersteth says agriculture has an important story to tell. She said that graduates from the program will be equipped to work in the industry to share these stories in very meaningful ways. Applications for the program are now open with study students being accepted in the fall of 2023. The Market Updates on The Source, 620 CKRM. Sitting in for Welcome Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Grimmer. Market Update is brought to you by Fraze Talman. Since 1950, 56 Freeze Talman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Talman in Regina and Fort Capel. Looking at the latest Viterra price quotes, Durham at 457.71, Feed Barley 352.87, Canola 857.87, that is down $1.2. Chickpeas 925.95, Flax 752.98, Lentils up 10 to 758.50, Oats 255. 532 yellow peas 459.89 feed wheat at 289.56 and one red swing wheat at 430.71 and that is down 1.3 dollars. The grain prices can be found online at 620ckrm.com. It's the livestock reports on the source 620ckrm. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842-4574. Now, here are the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Graham Burnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestocker in Moosha. 2,126 at a red and blank Angus sale here on Thursday. This market looks stronger than what it was here the previous week on the top end. These short-eared and plainer type cattle are tougher to move, though. Here's what happened. 379 weight red and black steers at 344.75. 429 blacks at 307. Try load of 529 blacks at 271.75. And another try load 642 weight black steers at 263 and 50. The 480 weight black and black baldy heifers, 237 and a quarter. The solid black 585 weight black heifers at 226 and 50. And the 542 brings much the same kind of money. The another 250 cows sold on Thursday afternoon. They looked like they were a touch lower this week. 98 to a dollar six on them top top end cows. 85 to 95 on these medium and wet cows. For more market information, give Heartland and Moose Jaw a call at 692-2385. This is Grand Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Coming up next, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit secondlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid and buy Western Egg Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Trucking companies are facing a major shortage of drivers, and the government took take several steps to help alleviate it. 
Empty store shelves and delayed deliveries can most likely be traced back to a shortage of truck drivers, a situation that has been worsening by the pandemic, says Stefan Lakowski, the president of the Canadian Truck Alliance. The government could help fix the problem, which is among the strains on Canada's troubled supply chain, by improving access to immigration and supplying training funding for truck drivers, Laskowski told the Commons Transport Committee. Nearly 100% of trucking executives surveyed in a nanos resource public opinion poll earlier this year identified the driver shortage as the biggest threat to both the trucking industry and the Canadian economy. The committee has been studying the difficulties that a worker shortage has created throughout the transport sector since last spring. A report, likely including recommendations, is expected to be presented to Parliament at some point in the coming months. It will add the information on the issue that was presented to the government by the supply chain report. On the markets, the TSX is down 193 points to be trading at 18,420. The Dow Jones is down 307 to be trading at 19,731. Oil is down $3.59 to be trading at $85.52 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is down 72 one-hundredths of a cent to be trading at $71.98 U.S. And before we sign off today on Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, there's one more piece of important news we want to share with you. Earlier this week, Harvard Media, the parent company of this radio station, and 620 CKRM officially announced the retirement of Jim Smalley. Smalley has been the agriculture news director here at 620 CKRM for 40 years and in broadcasting for 50 years. Jim felt that the time was right to step away from the agricultural scene, and we couldn't be happier for him at 620 CKRM. Jim's last day on air will be on Friday, October 28th, when he will deliver the last edition for him of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. 620 CKRM will also have a special two-hour salute to Jim between 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock that same day. If you missed any segment of today's show, tune into the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges that growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. Filling in for Jim Smalley, I've been Tanner Waldo-Scribner. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.